This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from bee social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. And a big hello to everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Swarm Unplugged. You know, we seldom meet people of true quality in our lives. And uh, today, we're going to meet just such a person. It's a woman of real grace and intelligence. But before I expose her entirely, I'm going to bring on the, the best of the best and the brightest, my co-host, Tony K. Good Tony. morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm really glad you can make it on time today. It's uh, <laughs> see that, you know. So uh, you know, you You're started not... that intro off, and you started off great. You were saying that, you know, special intelligence. You were saying all those great things, and then you said yeah. she. I could have said yeah. you were talking about me, but, but apparently you weren't. I'm. I'm, you kind of built me up, and then I just right. yeah. went down. Not, not, not unless you have a dress on right now. But uh, you know, we can. T well, I'm sure we can arrange that. Wait, is this with live? your wardrobe? I can, I'll so stand, we'll, we'll I'll stand up. I'll stand up. But if it's live, I don't want to. Oh no, up. no! Please do not stand up. Okay, no, this is it. live. Don't stand up, Tony. At all. No, okay. no. <laughs> you know, you know. One of the things before we bring on our our special guest. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the things that I wanted to bring up was uh, to talk about the bee social community just a little bit. Uh, as, as we all know, right now we live in a world and a country of diversity and, mm. and all kinds of things that go around. And, and we sometimes uh, we make it personal with other people and we tend to, you know, have pick sides and, and things of that nature. But I've noticed since I've been a part of this community that that seldom happens. We, uh, although I can tell that some of the people may not be quite on my side of the fence in, in, in certain areas or whatever, I don't pay any attention to it because that's not what we focus on. We focus on helping each other. And I wish that would happen more in the world today. You know, let's, let's focus on helping each other and making each other better making ourselves better by helping other people be better and not worry about the other stuff. What do you, what do you think is happening within this community to make it so comfortable to be in? You know, it's interesting you say that, Chris, because, you know, like you say, we, we, we all have such different backgrounds and we've got so many different places that we are in. And one of the crazy things is, you know, we never know where somebody's coming from. So, you know, I like to personally try and talk to people like I want to be talked to. And I really want to, uh, you know, not assume anything. In other words, you know, a real quick little blip. Uh, I spoke to um, my pesticide company that comes in um, and they they spray for mosquitoes and everything else. And I've been trying to get them for four days leaving messages they didn't fall call back and so i called the, the young lady and and uh i said listen um 
her name was Kate, and I said, Kate, uh, I'm a little bit upset, and I want you to understand that anything that I say is not at you personally, but it's at you representing the company. So I don't want you to have a bad day uh, because this is the morning and I want you to have a great morning, but just understand I'm a little bit heated. So don't take this personally. Just, just take it for me as, as you being the messenger to pass it on to the powers that be. But, uh, and then I went on and, and, you know, I ended up making a laugh a few times and it was great. She was just so willing to help. And, and it was just a wonderful experience because, again, I didn't know where she was coming from. So, you know, some of the people and some of the places that we're at, we never know where they are. Now, it's the same with every call that we get on in our community. So sometimes some of our people that are in our community, we just don't know what they dealt with five minutes before they got on the call, that morning, that evening. So sometimes, you know, as a community, we tend to be extremely patient and uh, of course, it's a very caring and uh, wonderful community that we are in. I hope that we can share it worldwide quicker than what I know we will, because it, it's a wonderful thing to be able to have that kind of uh, that kind of you know uh, community be be a part of other people because it really rubs off on you. So we've we're really blessed to have such a wonderful group of people and. You know, I'm just every day I, I'm thankful for it. And every day uh, I, I get on the call, I, I just look forward to what's coming next and and wait for every opportunity that I can have a little bit of fun, which we always do. So, you know, I don't know if that answered your question. I kind of went off there a little bit, but, you know, trying to get the limelight. <laughs> no, the, the whole point is is uh, quite well. Uh, uh, I think the thing that we have to understand is that we really stay away from what I call the three no's you and I have talked about before, you know, don't talk about sex. Don't talk about politics and don't talk about religion, uh, within the group anyway. Certainly uh, we know, uh, each other's preferences in those areas, but we don't make it like a confrontation with anybody. And that to me means that that's just an example for people on how they should live their lives out in the real world when other people aren't watching. Agreed. But today we have a very special lady who's, mm -hmm. who practices those very things, I am sure, based on uh, the quality of person that she is. And uh, actually, we're going to introduce her just after this very, very special video. For we have a video? Barbara. Yes. Wonderful. Barbara, how about joining us and saying hello this morning? <laughs> Amazing. No, I think I should quit now, duck <laughs> out, and let y'all live with that. That was amazing, Tony. Thank you. Uh, it, it how was more cool is that? More, more Rick and Chris, but thank you. I, I appreciate it. This yeah, is right. You guys are awesome. <laughs> oh, that was so way cool. I, was, I just want you to know when he said we're going to do a video first, I was like, Ooh, you know, uh -oh. not, not wishing uh -oh. to say you guys had already got a reputation going here, but oh my gosh, that was so cool. Thank you for that. Uh, Thank well, you for that. It was for a very, very special person. And uh, I know that uh, Tony, 
Tony's already said he wants to come to Florida, but uh, I got I have the first ticket to Florida. Now to be able to see I, you I forget it. I got, I'm going to Colorado. Oh, we have alligators. Yeah. I don't know where you are, Chris, but Colorado is pretty high on my list. So I would say that, that North Carolina cannot compete with it. Oh, I'm sorry. and North Carolina is where I want to live, and it's heaven. <laughs> so. Okay, so okay. We'll, we'll we'll talk about this later. Yeah, guys. we yeah we need to talk about this later. Okay? Well, we are going to not come to the swamp of Georgia for sure. <laughs> I mean, hold, or hold, hold on a I, I have to interrupt here, Bob. You've got to tell me why North Carolina. Why would you want to live in North Carolina and not Colorado? Oh. Colorado is God's country. Well, know? it is, but the altitude's a little tough, right? North Carolina, all these waterfalls. I can get to the ocean. I can get to the mountains. I mean. You know, you can't get to the ocean in Colorado. Sorry, Tony. You know, I do live on a lake, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's a toss-up, guys. We could work it out. <laughs> he, he lives on a lake that you can throw a rock across. That's how big his lake is. You know? <laughs> you know, it's water. <laughs> it's water. You know what can we say? Uh, yeah. We can't say a lot, but we can say a lot about you, Barbara. Uh, you have you have a real a stellar studied career in uh, your life, but just a little bit of background on who Barbara really is. Okay. Where, where'd you come from? So to speak. Well, I am a, I'm a Midwesterner. I, you know, I was born in Indiana, grew up most of the time in Michigan and then moved to Wisconsin. So that's my, my roots. Um, and then uh, moseyed on down to Atlanta for a while and then on to Florida sort of trailing behind my parents. So um, yeah, so that's my background. But I, I kind of smile when you said you have a interesting career because I really think I've had like seven interesting careers. About every three years, something yeah. changes fairly dramatically until just the last few years. So, uh, you know, it was funny. I was looking at um, my resume with a friend and she was like, how cool that you laid out your resume to be like that. And I went, yeah, if only I, I totally did not lay it out. I just showed up and it happened, but it does look pretty good in reverse. So I might, I might claim that as if it was something I did. Yeah. I, um, just so you know, I started as a special education teacher and, and the reason I got that job was because I, couldn't qualify to be a speech pathologist without a master's degree. So I went and did the job I could get a provisional license for. But do you guys remember Welcome Back, Cotter? Do you remember that TV show? Welcome show. back. Da, 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 <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with the sweat hogs. That was my first job teaching high school kids just like that. Wow. And that was like the best way to ever launch your career is working with a bunch of delinquents. It was great fun. So so that and that has served me well because I've gotten to work with delinquents in pretty much every other industry ever well, since. You know what, Barbara? Then this in this case, Bob, you're going to be in great shape because that's exactly who you're working with today. So that's right be back easy. In. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's high school kids. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you you told a story once about uh, your career in the computer industry. What? Tell us a little bit about that story. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. And again, that was uh, not unusual for me to get into a job that I really am mostly not qualified for. I have something to bring, but a lot that I don't know. So I was telling Christopher the last time I 
uh, the last corporate job I had, I got hired to be an organization development consultant for a high-tech global company. Only I don't have any high-tech in me, none. And so the day I was supposed to start, I was expecting my boss to call me on the phone and talk me through things. I literally had a laptop they had sent me, but it had a sign on it that said, do not touch this until you load the operating system. And I didn't know what that meant, so I did not touch it. So I had a box with my laptop waiting for a phone call from my boss, and it never came. So I called the office, and I was like, it's my first day of work, and I, it's virtual, and I don't know what to do. And they went, well, your boss is on vacation this week. He must have forgotten that he hired you. But we'll give you to the senior person in the group, and she can help you. So I get this woman, and she says, yeah, here's the dial-in number. Just call, and you can join the staff meeting. And I'm like, what's the dial-in number? <laughs> I, I mean, I had no clue. And then I got on the call, and they were saying, well, do this and do that. And I'm going, also don't know what that means. Also don't know what that means. And then finally, about half half an hour in, I said, you guys do know you're not speaking human, right? You, you do all know that nothing you're saying is like what a normal person would understand. And I think at that point, they were all going, clearly, this is a mishire. Clearly, this woman should not have been brought on board. But it got better from there. You know, when the bar is low to begin with, it's not hard to get better, right? So... <laughs> Anyway, so I did. I had 11 years was so much fun. But the job, as I was telling Christopher, my job was to work with high tech people who were brilliant, but they were supposed to be talking to clients and they didn't have consulting skills. So I get to teach these high tech, brilliant people how to speak human and how to do some professional consulting skills. And I had a blast with it. I got to go all over the world teaching groups of people to do, you know, really what I love to do. And a lot has to do with what you guys introed, which was to help them create trust relationships and build a community and make sticky relationships with their clients. And uh, so, yeah, so it, it, it felt very like a very cool thing to get to spend your life doing. So when you say a sticky relationship uh, with, with your clients, how would you perceive that in the space that we're at in the crypto space? How would you how would you say it would be a good way to gel like groups like we have, Bob? What would your what would your suggestion be? Well, just like what we were what you guys were just talking about when when we talk about forming a community and it's going to be hugely diverse and we have no idea where people are coming from, you the thing you have to do is have a mind to okay. What I want is to discover the treasure in every person that I'm introduced to. I, I'm believing that there's treasure in every person. I'm looking for treasure. I'm looking for also a way to help. So here we have a whole group of people. We know we have one thing in common. We're all intrigued by this cryptocurrency space. Some of us are intrigued by being a part of a social movement. Some of us are intrigued by the collective power of being a bit a venture capitalist because we couldn't do that on our own. But we got some stuff that we want to do. So we've got some common ground we could discover. We all have been new. So we kind of are listening for how could I help this person not feel new and left out. So when you're looking for common ground, you're expecting treasure and you're trying to help. 
you're going to have a community. And that's exactly what I, I, that's what I experienced when I started with this group. And it's been consistent ever since. Everybody's not looking for where do we argue, where do we disagree, but hey, what do we have in common? We all love North Carolina. We love Colorado. That's what we're looking for is where do we connect? What do we have in common? What can we build on? And that makes the relationship sticky. Wow, how, how very well put. That was very elegant. And I expected nothing less, but I'm- Okay, I'm, so now I get to quit because I've done, I, I did it. Well, the intro, one good line, we're good. Yeah, Barbara, you get to start interviewing uh, uh, Tony now. So we'll flip the uh, roles and schedules here and we'll let go. But, At some point, but, though, Tony, I just want to let you know, I did bring you a B joke because you said that you'd be willing to hear a B joke. So I I am, I, you know, I'm waiting on the edge of my seat because. Are you ready I, for I, it do now? You, do you only have one? You better be oh, a good I one. Have, no, I have multiples, but I have one tricky one which we could use as an intelligence test at the same time if okay there must be bad reception i i'm i'm not hearing you right now <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. are I you ready for to... it <laughs> not really are you ready okay here it goes if you have a b in your hand what do you have in your eye uh honey christopher you want to take it uh uh, I give up. <laughs> beauty, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Is that good or what? Come on, I warned you, Chris. I warned you. She, this is way over our head. She, she's got no. These, these are what I call groaners. Groaner, that was really good. Okay, okay, but Bob, behave now. Behave. All right, for for fifty for fifty dollars now. The next beat is, question is. Number two, Bob. Number two, Barb. This is the $50 question. Now, we missed okay. on the first one. We missed, oh. we missed on, the, on the easy one. Now, what about oh. this? Next test. Okay. No, it's joke. you. You're the you, one been doing the B jokes, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I really like that one. And then Tony just gave away, you know, when we when he said behive yourself. So that one was gone. So okay, how about this? If a bee was swatted by one of the members of the Walking Dead, what would he be? Be dead? <laughs> a zombie. Oh my god. Oh, okay, no. okay. okay. You know, now, now I understand, when, you, I understand when you were telling these jokes on the nightly calls why nobody responded. I understand. Now, now you're beginning now. to yeah. get it. Okay. I get it. We now. are beginning to get it. We sure oh, are. There you go. You got the question on the bottom of the screen right oh, now. Oh, Rick put up this, one of the ones you missed. Where did Noah store his bees? Go ahead, Tony. I know this one. <laughs> go ahead then, because I don't. In his archives. Archives. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. All right. Now moving right along here. Before we before we slump down too before many. Before we literally drive holes. away the entire community. Yes. Yeah, I, I told but you. again, common ground might be a love of really awful puns. Who right. knows? That could attract right. some. You know, that could be yeah. And, and now, Barbara, you, I know that you live out in the uh, swampland of Florida, so to speak, but I don't really know what you exactly do 
and what I always call it in real life. What do you do in real life? So in real life, I am in the business of reinventing myself again because I uh, left the high tech company like the Thanksgiving before COVID hit with the idea that I was going to take the holiday season off and then I was going to continue to do what I had been doing, but take it private and sort of reactivate my consulting business and travel and do big meetings, you know, facilitating big meetings and teaching high tech people professional consulting skills. And so all of that involved nonstop travel, which I had been doing. And then COVID hit and travel went away and everything upended. And so um, so I spent that year really basically dealing with my mom who was passing away and trying to deal with COVID. And so now what I'm doing is taking everything that I did and trying to make it deliverable virtually still to an international audience. So professionally, that's what I'm doing is I am working on building a, a professional consulting business virtually. And uh, I'm trying to launch a, a university called Real World School of Ministry to help equip saints to be able to share the gospel. So I've got two things that are going on that are sort of what I do professionally. And then the rest of the time I bake and I cook and I deal with my three crazy dogs. Well, you know, did something strange, interesting happened last night. We were on the, the nightly call and, and promoting our next podcast, which was with Barbara Palmer. And Richie said, oh my God, Dar Bar if Barbara on right now, She'd be asking about the new group of humanity group and all the other good stuff. I, if she were on, I'd be, I'd have to talk another 10 minutes. <laughs> so he, he knows you well in your, your real passion for the humanities and taking care of others more than yourself. Tell us a little a bit about what you do with your outreach. So, so I kind of alluded to it. I, I really think that, the time is right for people who are people of faith to not be inside the walls of a church, but that they would really be catalysts in society to bring hope and joy and, you know, sort of bring life back into uh, society. And so everything that has to do with like what we've been talking about of creating communities of trust and causing people to have a focus on purpose and the idea of all of humanity, you know, sort of getting lifted up. Um, those are the sorts of things I do. So I like when COVID hit, I was checking around to see how people were doing. And it turned out a lot of people were very, they were struggling in the night because, you know, they didn't, with all the uncertainty and everything, nighttime was difficult. So I decided to put together a prayer call that people could all join at midnight and they could either listen to people praying or they could pray with others. And I'm thinking this is going to go on for what, maybe a month. And so it went on and on. So every night from midnight till one, we did a prayer call for more than 400 nights uh, at midnight. Uh, just recently we moved it to nine to 10. But then people said, yeah, but I also need something at the start of the day. So I went, okay, then we'll do 12 to 1 and we'll do 7 to 8 in the morning. 
And then that went on for 400 days. And then I tried to learn how to sleep in two hour segments so that I could do that. So, um, yeah, so I, I ended up having just it was such a blast to have people again from all over the place calling in to pray together and to stand together and to care for each other. So, uh, yeah, so it turned out it was tough, but it has been amazing. Um, so that's the kind of thing I do. The other really fun thing I do is on Sunday nights, I have people who are unemployed or unhappily employed or underemployed or whatever, and they call in virtually uh, on a group call that we call Get to Work. And then we talk about how do you use your faith and the idea that you work for God instead of an employer. How would that transform the way you go through life? And that's really cool. So, so that's wow. the kind of stuff I'm into. Yeah. Tony, you've known her longer than I have. Find out how she got involved in uh, Opus. You know, uh, first of all, did you see that comment from Tim? He just, uh, Tim Judge just made a comment. He says, Bob is, is beautiful. beautiful. Wow. Thank you, Tim. And Tim. I see you all the time, Tim. And I think you're pretty cool, too. I just thought I'd say that. Okay, oh, let's, Lord, let's, let's, don't, uh, don't, don't, no, yeah. don't, not for Tim. Oh, wait, no, not no. for Tim. Oh, okay. Never wait, wait, wait. This, this, this is about, this is about me, and then, then it's oh, about okay. Chris, and then a little bit about Rick, maybe, but let's maybe. not, let's not even, let's not pump Tim up right now. We're not even going to let Tim in oh. on the game. Okay, I got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. You know, Bob, so it, it, it's really interesting that you say that, because uh, I know um that there has to be a wonderful story behind how you found out about the group and the group that we're all in and i would love to hear your perspective of of how that came across to you and you know what it how you see it and you know because you've got to have a different perspective and i would love to hear it yeah so how i connected is with uh, the same person that many of us, I think, connected with, and that's through Sean. And uh, I met Sean as a person who I prayed with. And um, and so I I had never met Sean personally. I met her on prayer calls. And at some point she said, you really need to hear what I'm doing and you need to get involved in this cryptocurrency thing. And I said, okay, explain it to me. And she couldn't. (laughs) And she said, I can't really explain it, but you should trust me and do this. And I went, okay. So with a little bit of encouragement, because I always like to try new things, I got on a call and I listened and I was like, yeah, once again, nothing anybody is saying makes any sense to me at all. And I listened, you know, for call after call and, and even the calls for the brand new people. And I was like, yeah, I thought it was just Sean that couldn't explain it, but no, it's I'm not getting this at all. So I uh, so I, I decided though. She said, "Well, why don't you just invest? Why don't you just try investing?" And I said, "Okay," and failed utterly at being able to figure out how to set up a wallet or do anything. And so at that point, I was going to go, "Okay, I'm out. I don't understand it, and I can't make it happen, and I'm done." And two total strangers said, no, 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 don't don't bow out. We'll get on the call with you. We'll talk you through it. We'll help. And they invested literally more than an hour of their time with a total stranger to help me do something 
that I totally didn't understand, but I really wanted to learn about. And I thought, this is an exceptional group of people. And it has been like that ever since, you know. So when I finally started to understand just enough to be able to ask a question, I would ask a question on one of the calls and people would take extraordinary amount of time to see if I got it or if I understood or to talk to me offline. So it was like, this is the kind of group that when they say we're not about quickly making money and leaving, we're about standing together, we're about becoming a social force for good. And when I heard we want to lift, you know, 2 billion people out of poverty, okay, I'm in. So for me, the, the thing that I started being kind of passionate about was to stop saying that what we were about was cryptocurrency or to stop saying we're about cryptocurrency and blockchain. No, we're about a social movement that is going to probably leverage cryptocurrency and technology to do some amazing things on the planet. So for me, I just switched it up. I'm like, you know, there's lots of ways you could enter into this group, lots of kinds of interests. But for me, my interest was this is the group of people I want to be a part of. You know, very, very, very well said, Bob. I, I do want to ask you something else because I happen to see, uh, and I think I mentioned this to Chris, that you have some amazing writing skills. And I saw something that you wrote that was absolutely incredible. So I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your writing uh, background and, and because what you put out was phenomenal. Can you expound on that for and share with our audience uh, what that, what, how you came to be such an incredible writer? Well, I, uh, if I have any gifts at all, they're given to me by God. So uh, I, I don't know that I have incredible writing gifts. I know that I love writing. And, and I really love um, communicating, right? So when I, like I said, when I was listening to all the cryptocurrency stuff swirling around, and this is before Ray got on and started to really do some cool videos. And, you know, so this was back in the days of just communication swirl and online talk. I thought, well, you know, it might be helpful if I could organize this in a way that I could present it to my friends. And so I put together a little bee deck and I think that got some people's attention because it was the story of a little bee that had flown into cryptocurrency land. And when the bee couldn't figure out anything anybody was saying, the bee started to fly away and some others went, yeah, yeah, don't leave yet, don't leave yet. And so that was the, that was the story. And then, like I said, I started listening for, okay, what are the themes here? You know, if you don't know anything about finance and investing, that's an area you're going to learn about. If you don't know technology and blockchain doesn't mean anything to you, that's something you're going to have to learn about. If you don't know cryptocurrency, that's something you're going to have to learn about. And if you have no idea how to be a part of a social movement, that's something you might want to learn about. But when you sort those all out and you take them theme by theme, people can sort of go, I'll come in through that door, but I'll learn the rest. You know, so for me, the secret sauce that brought me in was the door of the social. And for somebody else, they might come in through crypto or whatever. But at some point in time, our goal would be to have everybody be getting the full benefit of all of those things, you know, all. 
So, um, yeah. So anyway, so I wrote that little deck and made a PowerPoint presentation and put little B graphics in and got me some kind of notoriety. And then I got the great fun of getting invited in to help on that website that was the now the Groupal thing. And again, how cool is that to brainstorm ideas and then to go, okay, we could quote some famous people and we could do, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So that's where I got to work with Richie a little bit. Hmm. That's fantastic. Just, you know, uh, uh, Tony, as we, we're coming close to the end of our, mm -hmm. our episode today, uh, I, I wanted to wrap up asking about, we had talked about how to identify an early adopter. Can you spend a couple of minutes on that topic for us? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Thank you for asking. Um, one of the things that Christopher and I had had a chance to talk about is that some folks in our group are trying to bring others in and they're feeling some pressure around if I don't present this well and they don't come in, it'll be my fault that they missed out on something really cool. Or if I, you know, it, the idea is that if I could, communicate the story right, I would attract everybody. And that's so not true, right? We're, this is a grand experiment and it's at the phase where it's just after the innovators have created some stuff and early adopters are coming in. And, and there's a kind of a person that is an early adopter and they like to do brand new things and they don't need a roadmap and they're okay with chaos and they're okay with stuff shifting moment by moment. They're okay with that. And they're okay with the high level risk. They don't even generally focus on risk and they are okay with consequences. They're just going to see what they are and overcome. But that's an early adopter design feature, right? Not everybody is that. So if you're presenting this idea to people and they're going, yeah, I, I'd like to know what the rules are, or I'd like to know how this works so that this will happen. If they're at that place where they need more bricks under them, right, or a little better roadmap, now's not the time for them to come into the group. They can watch, they could enjoy the social part of it, but not to, we, we shouldn't feel pressured if we're trying to bring someone in and they say, I'm not ready. You know, we just have to kind of get over that FOMO thing of, oh, no, fear of what they might be missing out on. Just let that go until the time is right for them to have the bricks they need to walk on. Right. So that was what that was about. So in other words, uh, when someone says uh, mm, starts pushing back and arguing or whatever the case might be, then just say you're not ready yet. And it's fine when, when you are, then, then that'll be good. You know, it's, it's yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let me know if you ever have any questions and I can help with it, or I can point you at somebody that can help you happy to do that, you know, but no push, no pressure. And you've heard Richie say the same thing. Don't pressure, don't push, just wait and be available. And that's all, yeah. you know, that's all. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tony, any final question you'd like to throw out? I, you know, I was about to ask exactly the same question. So if you just want to repeat yourself, then I'll get the credit for what that question was. <laughs> okay. Then. I'll just, I'll go. <laughs> okay. I just rewound it and now we'll do it one more time. Maybe it'll get better. I, I do have one last question. I do. Bob. Would you be so gracious to, again, honor us with your presence? In the very near future, we might uh, we might want to call on you several times. So I hope that you find it in your heart to be able to 
find the time. I know you're extremely busy. One of the things you commented about was if you had a a power of some kind. My superpower, yes, my what, superpower. What, really quickly, just really tell 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 everyone what your superpower would be just before we we exit. I would control time. So I would be able to stretch it when I was having a really good time or collapse it when it was not so much fun. So, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, sometimes that is actually what happens. You end up getting the ability to stretch things and enjoy them to the max. So, yeah. Well, I would That's love to stretch. I just like to say that I would be happy to come back, you guys, anytime if they only let me out for good behavior. So we'll have to work that out to make sure that I've been well-behaved enough that I can come and play some more. Very good. And, and at, uh, as we close, uh, Barbara, any, any final words you'd like to say to our community uh, and the audience that we have, uh, which we're very fortunate. We have a great many people in the community that are following our podcast. So anything so you'd like cool. to say to them in closing? Uh, no, just, uh, I guess just the idea of understanding that we really are in this together. And if I could encourage people to just chat with each other, reach out to each other, you don't have to wait for permission and you don't have to be a super expert. You know, just again, if we were all looking for common ground and we could all find ways to connect with each other, even in chats, that would be cool. Because, you know, the more you know people, the more you understand that you have a power together that you don't have individually. I'd love to see us leverage the full power of this group. That's fantastic. Very, very good. Barbara, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of the Swarm Indeed. Unplugged podcast. My we pleasure. truly appreciate it. And also to my illustrious guest and co-host, not not guest, my illustrious co-host, Tony K. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, sir. As always, you make it a true pleasure. I mean that Thank sincerely. Uh, so I closing agree. out. And right I now, do think, again, that we all wore blue. I'd like credit for that beautiful <laughs> color-coordinated effort here. It's, Bye, somebody, guys. Somebody's asking if they can see your video again. Is that, uh, is that, something, is that something we ought to do, see the video again? I think so. Let's play it one more time. And I don't think I can say much more than that. I'm Christopher Knight. Be sure and join us on the next episode of The Swarm Unplugged. But remember always to listen, learn, and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the B-Social community. See you on the next episode.